In the slums of Kolkata, you can't just pop into the opticians. So serious eye conditions can remain undiagnosed and untreated. Specsavers work with the Hope Foundation to visit deprived areas of Kolkata and give much needed eye tests and glasses. We've helped improve over 20,000 lives. Gary Cook. Problems with hearing loss is a common complaint with age. It can be mild or it can be debilitating to sufferers. But help is very definitely at hand. And I'm joined by Martina McNulty, who is an audiologist working in Letterkenny with Specsavers. Uh, you're very welcome, Martina. Thank you very much, Gary. Uh, Martina, I mentioned there in the intro that uh, hearing loss can be mild or it can be a lot worse than that. Is it an inevitable consequence of age? So depending on the type of the hearing loss, um, there is a sensory neural hearing loss, which is your inner ear, and that is something that can deteriorate due to age. Um, however, it really does depend on the extent of the loss if then someone actually needs to do something about that. Um, so it is best to get a check to see, you know, w where that is. So what would be the, the signs and symptoms of hearing loss that is over and above a threshold? Yeah. So we would find with people who are turning the television up a little bit louder, um, who are asking people to repeat themselves during a conversation, so asking them to repeat themselves quite often. And another thing that we've noticed quite recently is someone who is using their phone but tend to put the phone on loudspeaker rather than using it, uh, you know, through the, the phone itself. Um, so we find that they're the three most common day-to-day -day things that we would notice as well. Um, also, when people were wearing masks, a lot of people really struggled with that as well. Mm. The one thing that it, it strikes me is that it, it can be quite a marginal thing. What is somebody who is just not quite concentrating or has other things in their head and what is somebody who is really struggling yes. with 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 just everyday language really so it can be more of a, a day to day like you just said there so if they're you know just constantly asking a family member or a spouse to repeat themselves we always say that the person has the hearing loss however the family member and the spouse have the hearing problem um, so what we mean by that is the person themselves are in conversation with this person and they're saying you're mumbling you're not speaking clearly you need to talk louder when you speak to me so that kind of changed the the dy dy dynamic between the two um, and it does cause a little bit more strain on that relationship as well so we find as well what happens is when they're watching television one person goes into one room because they're listening to television too loudly whereas the other person goes to the other room so again it starts to build the you know starts to kind of cause a divide between the two and cause friction and, and stress that way and it can happen with any family member so even if, if a you know an adult child has come over to see someone who has a hearing problem you know they're straining them to, to have a conversation with them but for the person themselves that actually have the hearing loss it can be so isolating because they're being left out of conversations then and that starts to cause you know further problems down the line as well. 
Uh, absolutely. It, it seems to me that, you know, something like um, sight loss is something that everybody kind of accepts. It's, um, you know, people are, aren't embarrassed by it. They kind of go, I can't read a menu or I can't do, do this or, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem to, to, to upset people so much. Certainly older people, uh, everyone sort of accepts you need glasses. You know, you might need glasses to read stuff. But with hearing, it does have a different feel to it. It's got a different kind of implication. And what you're outlining there sounds very much uh, 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 like that. Mm. So is there a kind of a stigma attached to it sometimes? Absolutely. Now, it has got better through the years. Um, like We're starting to see people coming in now in their early 30s, 40s, 50s now, you know, seeking help for their hearing problems. Um, so thankfully, that age factor isn't becoming as much of an issue. Um, but yeah, there is still a stigma there, you know, uh, it can take anything up to 10 years for someone to actually seek help about their hearing. Uh, whereas, like you said, with their vision and things like that, they'll seek advice or help a lot quicker. Um, but we do find that now with the technology and the hearing aids, it's got so much better now as well. So what we commonly get once the person has been fitted with the hearing aid is they'll come in and they'll say, why did I not do this sooner? Why did I not listen you know, to, to my family members? Why did I not come in and get the same tea? And why did I listen to the negative comments? You know, so it's just, it's, it's always seems to happen whenever they've been actually, they get the help that they need. Okay, so you are an audiologist. Yeah. Okay, so before we, we go through the process of, of, of what people should do and what they can expect, what exactly is an audiologist? And how does it differ from uh, a doctor, uh, an ear doctor? Yeah. So with the, an ENT doctor, um, they tend to deal with more of the advanced uh, hearing issues. Um, so things like perforations or middle ear dysfunctions and things like that. The audiologists, they tend to diagnose the hearing issue um, and then they offer then solutions to help with that. You know, so being able to manage it on a day-to-day -day basis and to basically live with, with that hearing issue. So they offer it with different technologies, you know, from hearing aids to listening devices and other options that are available as well. Okay, so w what is the process when you go in to your audiologist? What can you uh, expect? So at Specsavers, what we do, we actually offer a hearing screener as part of your, you know, your sight test journey. So for anybody who's over 18 years old, um, they can do this hearing screener. So if that shows any detection of a hearing loss, we also then offer to get a wax check done because quite a lot of the times it is actually a blockage in the ear. So once the wax check is done then by the staff member, you're booked into either a wax removal appointment or for a hearing assessment then to see the audiologist. Um, so the wax removal we use, it's microsuction. So it's just, it's quite a safe process to use. Um, and we have found a lot more people do tend to prefer that compared to, to the syringe and options and things like that as well. Um, and then once then the person is booked in for a, a hearing test, they're brought into the audiology rooms, it's a soundproof room, and some of them also will have the soundproof booths. And um, they offer then the full ear health examination, so they'll do a little video otoscopy of the ear, so you're actually able to see an image of your ear on the screen. Um, and then they'll do the hearing test then. So it's a pure tone audiometry, so we're testing the different frequencies, in particular the speech frequencies, to see how people are affected on a day-to-day -day basis as well. I'm just going to make another adjustment. Dancing in the moonlight. 
Is that better? It's cut me in its spotlight. It's all right. Free hearing aids with PRSI at Specsavers. Music to your ears. Find out more online. Terms and conditions apply. So it's a comfortable enough experience. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and for the full assessment, it takes 45 minutes to an hour. Um, you know, and that uh, you can also, if there are any hearing loss detected that does require hearing aids, you actually can be fitted on the same day. So it's not that you're in and out quite a lot, you know, different appointments or anything like that. Um, so yeah, it is quite, quite quick and quite, quite painless as well. <laughs> okay, so what are the options? Because I've heard before that they can be very, very effective. Yeah, yeah. So again, depending on the loss. So if we do detect that there is an issue with the ear, as in they have a, a perforation or they have some issues with their middle ear, we will then refer them on to the ENT doctors then. Um, if though it is more of an inner ear issue that does require hearing aids, then we can uh, look at all the different options because there's so many at the moment. And again, all depends on the person and their lifestyles. So we'll go through all the options with about the different types of hearing aids and things like that. Um, there are times that people also will need a listening device with it. So say if you attend presentations quite a lot or meetings where you're quite a uh, far distance away from the speaker, where there's things like little clip mics that we can get and things like that. Um, or say if someone has quite an open plan house, they may need a TV streamer, you know, so it's a little box that they plug into TV and that connects then to the hearing aids and everything as well. So there's so many options and it really just depends on that person and their, you know, what's going to benefit them the best. Um, but we go through all of that with them on the day and, you know, we, we, if you're not ready on that one day, we can then bring you back then for, for another appointment then as well. And this is the sort of $64,000 question. <laughs> is it expensive or is it, are there sort of, Reliefs or brands that can help with it, or yeah, absolutely. So at Specsavers, we have quite a wide range, and it's for every budget. And there's different needs and preferences, and we've all that outlined on the website and on the leaflets and everything as well. Um, but there is, there's, if you've been working in Ireland, you can avail of the PRSI grant, um, and that gives you 500 euros per year. So it's really quick now to apply for it as well. So you can just go into your local store. Um, give them consent to use uh, to check it for you and you're told there and then you know so you don't have to wait for forms to come back or anything like that so it is quite quick um, and and you know straight away if you're going to get that grant or not and it's a great help it's been brilliant you know so especially there with the pandemic we did find a lot more people were more aware of their hearing loss as people wear masks and that little bit more isolation and things so it was great to have it last year that people were avail able to avail of that um, and still be able to avail today as well. So I presume, m like many people, have been very positively uh, affected by, uh, by seeking treatment and getting you know, yeah. good yeah. quality hearing aids and listening devices, as you say. It must have transformed quite a few lives. Completely, completely. And that's the most satisfying part of the job, you know, is when you do, you, you, we, we do quite a lot of follow-ups with uh, anybody who's been fitted with a hearing aid. Um, so once we get them back in for their first follow-up, that's normally where we, we find out, you know, the improvements that they've been getting and, you know, adjust the hearing aid if we need to and things like that. So, yeah, that that's where they start to really show you how much you've, you know, improved their life. And 
a lot of the times when they have their family member with them, it's more them that's showing their delight, you know, because yeah. they, they've found such an improvement and it's just made their relationship so much better as well. So there's so many different things that it can affect as well. There's a lot of strands, yeah. psychological strands to this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, uh, this might sound like an obvious question, I mean, w there must be some people in, or some professions that, that it affects, affects more than others. Yeah, we do find occupation is a big contributing factor to the hearing loss. Um, musicians or anyone who's working in construction, things like that. Now, it has got better because they are now starting to wear the, the proper hearing protection. However, a lot of the times the damage has already been done before they've started to wear the, the hearing protection. Um, so, yeah, we do find occupation and lifestyle because like that, even though the person may have a quiet job, they could be listening to loud music or they could be playing loud music or they could be shooting or you know those kind of unpack sounds and things that can really affect their hearing as well okay so people who work in heavy industry or very loud yeah. kind of bangs and noises that, that that presumably that impacts as well absolutely and then another part of that as well which we find with people now working from home and having to wear headphones a lot more often we are getting more issues with impacted wax and we're also getting people coming in that have complaints of tinnitus with the ringing in their ears and things like that. So that's become a lot more common recently. Well, I became aware of uh, tinnitus, <laughs> unfortunately, after a gig that I was at a, um, and uh, I was concerned that I'd possibly done some damage. Now, as it turns out, I hadn't, but it was quite worrying. It's, yeah. it's a very... I'm, as I say, as I said before, I'm much less concerned about my ailing sight. Yeah. It doesn't bother me in the same way that some ringing in your ear for, you know, eight, 12, 24 hours after a gig yeah. is no joke when you realize. Now, what is the issue with, with tinnitus? My understanding of it is, is that the symptoms of tinnitus kind of wax and wane. Yeah, and they're kind of related to a degree to stress. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Because we actually do see tinnitus as well. So majority of the time, it will be noise. Uh, so it tends to be noise induced. Um, but what we've also been able to see or been seeing now is anybody who's been going through a bit more stress in their life, um, that they're coming in then with the complaints of the tinnitus. Um, and it can differ for everybody. For some people, it's a high pitched tone. For others, it's a buzzing sound. For others, it sounds like the sea. You know, so it can be quite different. Um, and again, it can also be a blockage, you know, so sometimes it is just worth getting that checked out just to see, is it a blockage? And then once that's removed, the tinnitus does tend to go away. However, unfortunately, once it is inner ear damage, then that can be quite permanent. Now, some people are great and, you know, they're able to, to almost mind manage it. Um, so they're able to mask it with a different sound. So at nighttime, that tends to be when it becomes very disruptive when they're trying to sleep. So they put on uh, by putting on music or mm. like a white noise or something to relax you. That does it doesn't get rid of the tinnitus, but it definitely subsides it and you know it allows you then to be able to sleep. Um, other things like people going through um, you know cancer treatments and medications mm. that also unfortunately can cause not all the time, but can cause tinnitus or even a hearing loss as well. So. Again, it's just worth getting a check just to you know monitor that and, and see if, if there is any other issue for it as well or a reason for it. You mentioned uh, just getting it checked generally. It, should you sort of preempt your you know hearing 
with checks when you're younger? I mean, is that something that you should think about? Yeah, yeah. And that's why now w we actually have started to offer the, the hearing screeners from 18 years or above. Um, you know, so anybody who's actually in for a sight test can get a hearing screener done. You can even just come off the street, you know, and come in and ask to get this hearing screener done. And we've actually also brought it onto our website as well. So for anybody who's not actually able to come into a store, uh, we have it on our website as well. So you can do that. It's a three minute screener, but it goes through quite a range of frequencies and it gives you an idea if there is an extent of loss there uh, or if you do need to get it checked out further. Um, in the stores, though, you will always get a wax check done also. So it is quite, if that option is available to you, I would, I would urge that before doing the, the website one. You, you've mentioned wax a few times. Yeah. Um, you know, some people get cotton buds and clean their ears, but I've been told that that's not really the answer or solution yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. You're not supposed to put the earbud into the canal. You can clean around what they call the panna with yeah. the earbud, but you're not allowed to actually put the, the, the earbud into the ear. And that's where we see a lot of problems, you know, when we're doing the wax removal because it's pushing the wax into an unsafe part of the ear, then close to the eardrum. And it can cause a lot of damage and it can cause a lot of problems that way. The ear should clean itself. So what we would always recommend is putting a drop of olive oil into your ear once a month just to keep the, that hydrate, uh, the hydration into right. the ear. Um, and that should allow that wax to come on out. Now, again, different occupations can affect it. So if you're using ear, you know, ear um, headphones to listen to music or through you now working at home, that will impact the wax a little bit more. Or if somebody works in an environment that has a lot of dust in the air and things, that's also going to cause the, the wax to harden a little bit quicker. Uh, but the olive oil is great, and it does move move that wax. Now, how much olive oil before people start going? Yeah, got to be full bottling. <laughs> how much should you be using? Again, depending on how much of a blockage is there. So there are times when the olive oil just isn't enough and that's when you do have to go and get the microsuction or you know different options then to remove it um, but if it's just normal wax um, one to two drops would be enough you know that should be plenty um, and it also will help if you have a bit of dry skin in your ears as well uh, the olive oil is nice and thin so it soaks into the skin quite well so it keeps all of that kind of working as it should be <laughs> Getting the message out to young people must be difficult because yeah. there's very few young people who give their hearing any thought whatsoever. Absolutely, absolutely. And even now with the phones, now they have warnings, you know, don't be going above, I think it's 60. Um, so on your, your volume on your phone, you know, if you're listening to headphones, you will actually see a red mark saying not to go above this. But sometimes people do that and, and they're still going above it. So it is something that we would always advise parents as well to be quite you know, to, to educate the children, to make sure that, you know, when they're on their iPads, when they're on their phones, that when you're listening to music or just shows in general, make sure you're keeping the volume at a safe, safe level. Um, and giving yourself breaks through the day as well, you know, especially like that if you're working from home, not to have the headphones and, you know, constantly. If, yes, you're in a meeting, you're going to need them in. But once the meeting's over, take them out, you know, give your ears a bit of a rest. Um, and just just to kind of help with all of that as well. Is there any like diet that's good for your ears? Not not generally. Yeah, nothing that um, I would be aware of anyway. Um, it's more just hazards like that with the music and yeah. with you know the environments that you're working in and things like that. But yeah, not that I'd be aware of that there's any diets or anything you know that would could could um, help with the ears. Um, 
but yeah, I suppose like anything, yeah, just keeping a balanced diet and healthy eating will, will help all of that and will help the stress. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit about your, yourself, uh, Martina. Do you enjoy your work? I presume you do. Yeah, it, it is quite rewarding, I have to say, you know, especially when you see that you have helped people, you know, and, and you know, you've bettered their life. Um, and a lot of them will actually say that to you, you know, they're quite quite honest, which is great. Um, so there are days that it's a bit more difficult, you know, but um, yeah, it's absolutely a very rewarding job. I love it, and I love working with the public as well. I love working with customers. There's no two appointments the same. <laughs> you know, you're always getting a different story. You're always getting a different um, uh, backstory. So it's, it's lovely to just to get talking to people as well. And I presume, I'm wondering, do you have any... Uh, exciting stories or mad stories that you that you've heard. Um, I think uh, I, I might not be able to say them <laughs> over air. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, don't so much mean out of their personal <laughs> life. Uh, you, you must have your own anecdotal sort of evidence of of people whose lives have been totally transformed. Yeah, well, we, again, it's probably the ones that we get quite commonly. It is just that, you know, we've saved marriages, you know, a lot of the times really? we're getting that, you know, you know, we were almost divorced because we, we couldn't sit in the same room. We couldn't have conversation anymore. We weren't enjoying the same things anymore. So you, you'd be told so many times and they'd be joking about it, but you know there's a bit of truth there that you have. You've saved a marriage. You know, well, you've absolutely... must be very uh, heartwarming yeah, to hear that. Absolutely, you know, and, and like I say, you have the bits of jokes in between and things, but then you kind of get down to that. Or even, you know, the child, the adult child that's really trying to converse with their, their parent and they're losing that connection, you know, especially now with a lot of people living away, so they're having to ring home and they're not able to enjoy the same conversations as they were. So things like that, you even get emails from, you know, uh, people's children and things, you know, thanking you so much for helping them out. And we don't realize how much we've impacted the, everybody's life that's around that person. Um, so it is, it's quite rewarding and it's great to hear those stories as well. I'm sure it is uh, wonderful to hear your work is that important yeah. uh, ultimately and, and giving that kind of an impact uh, and how did you get into it as a matter of interest so my granddad actually had quite uh, bad hearing and um, he, he was uh, he used to try and fix his hearing aids himself um, so myself and my, my cousin we used to actually help him clean out his hearing aids and different things like that and um, I remember just being at one of the appointments with them and just seeing, you know, the, how the test was done. And I was just fascinated. And I actually started to work with Specsavers and um, they actually do put you through the degree. Um, so I was able to train, you know, and, and uh, through Specsavers. So it was amazing. So they send you off to, um, you know, your degree, your course in uh, Cambridge. Um, now there's different courses of course now that are available there was one in Athlone um but at the moment they, they've stopped that um but most of them are over in the UK that that um we'd be attending um but it's great it's great to be able to be trained up and to work then where, where you love to be so you are pretty highly qualified really. yeah 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 so um seven eight years now I'm qualified um, and I've been working with Specsavers ever since, you know, so I do travel between a few different stores. Um, so I'm mainly based in Letterkenny, but I'm also in Donegal Town, Sligo, Ballina and Cavan. So it's lovely being able to see so many different people as well, because mm. it's amazing how, you know, the, the area, how different people can be. And um, sometimes I'm, 
a lot of people mix the accents and they think I'm from Belfast or <laughs> Derry. <laughs> but yeah, so but it's lovely. It's great to see uh, different people as well. What's the difference between people from different counties? Have you noticed a little bit of a... If you, yeah, yeah. It's just things like um, I find in certain, like uh, in Sligo, for example, we've seen it so many, I suppose, construction. Uh, so we see a lot there, you know, that those kind of noise damage. And even as well, the music, you would see a lot of the music uh, noise loss down there. And in Cavan, you've got a lot of the, the farmers. And, and again, you have that every area, but we find a little bit more so, you know, the stories that we get from them, it's absolutely amazing. You know, they're, they're so funny, they're great. And they love hearing when you're not from there. They, they, they ask questions and about where you're from and your your so you do get quite personal conversations with these people as well you're telling them all about yourself and they're telling all about mm. themselves and their families so yeah you would see quite a difference that way you know but mo- most of the conversations do tend up they're just lovely yes and, <laughs> and the uh, next time you see them you're asking on oh, how's, how's your son now you know how's he getting on in australia that's <laughs> <laughs> ah, very rewarding very rewarding okay so if i could ask you uh, martino what is the kind of bullet point uh, takeouts for this so 18 or above start looking about your hair and you know protect what you have um so if you're listening to loud music or working from home take breaks from the, the headphones um get health checks done on your ears so like i say you can come in and get the hearing screener done someone then will actually do a ear, ear health check on your ears to see if there's any blockages and then if you need to go further then you get the full uh hearing test done so it's it's quite easy it is quite easy to look after your ears um, and it's just getting that awareness out there that it is quite available now and, and th- there's a spec service now almost in every county you know so just give us a call and we'll be able to book you in and arrange that for you well thank you very much uh, martina uh, that is a, a very comprehensive guide to the whole issue of hearing loss and what you can do about it and i must say it sounds a very um effective and sophisticated way of of doing it and and you've obviously made friends with with your clients <laughs> as well which is nice Thank you very much, Martina. Gary, thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you.